0: never ever marks this spot. The
1: ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. I'm that Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that will give you plus two to your next wisdom saving throw with advantage. My name is Drew, I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother Peter.
0: Here. How's
1: it going? I I hope everyone like playing D anD D right now just went sweet and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, at any rate, so um, how have you been, man? Because uh, you're still working from home. So how is uh, life in a uh, in a in a COVID world for you?
0: it's, it's been good. I've been uh, I've been keeping pretty busy. Like I've been doing a lot of. Uh, more just drawing and stuff to pass the time. I've actually watched a lot less stuff than I usually have, but that's just because I've been doing a lot of artwork, so that's actually a good thing. So. <laughs> right <laughs> I like you.
1: Um, I'm well, I'm still working, so like essential essential jobs over here. Um, so yeah. I'm my downtime is normal. What's interesting though is having everyone home, is uh, I would get up in the morning. Uh, in a in a pre-COVID world, I would get up in the morning and everyone would be gone, and I'd have like two two and a half hours to myself, to like watch TV, work out, eat breakfast quietly, do my own thing, and then I'd go to work, and then um, I'd come home after work, and then that you know then the night would take. Now I get up and there's people in the house, yep. So I'm not getting to do that stuff and then I'm coming home from work, and I have to split my time with the kid, with the wife, to the, like, it's just, like, I'm, like, I'm not getting time to do downtime stuff right now. It's getting, it's really, it, that, that's the struggle. Uh, yeah,
0: I definitely get that. There's, like, this big, uh, in my house, there's a big, like, war over the controller, because, like, everybody's home all the time, so it's, like, me and my wife fighting over, like, what we both want to watch, and that we don't always agree on that, so it's just kind of like that's part of the struggle with this, I guess. About well, that.
1: what I think is what I'm thinking. What I'm really curious to see, and like, we have not had any fights in the house this whole time. Like everything's been really civil. Everything's been fine. We're getting along with each other. So it's kind of like sweet. We chose right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We we made good decisions uh, leading into this uh, union. I guess you call <laughs> it. um, but. Uh, I read an article that when China lifted their quarantine, their divorce rates, like, skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It's
0: been that quick for that to happen.
1: Well, so it makes, well, they're all trapped in the house, you know, and they basically, yeah. they all got, they were all able to go back to work and, like, everyone started filing for divorces because they couldn't stand being <laughs> with <them. laughs> Jeez. So I'm really curious to see what the United States divorce rate's going to be when this is all over.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a trend like that, and then everybody keeps talking about how there's going to be a big baby boom in the nine months as
1: well. <laughs> yeah, so. the, the, the COVID babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I, I also noticed that, um, and not that we want to talk virus stuff, but it's so hard to not talk about it. <laughs> uh, I did notice that uh, the phrase, stay safe, is officially the new goodbye um right and that's only because I, I, you can't end a conversation with anyone without someone saying stay safe <laughs> you guys, right, and, then yeah. and then you guys part your ways it's really like oh that's that's something that's going to stick around um and i, I have and I I, I I think i'm kind of getting
0: <laughs> a little bit dreary about the um uh what's the right word like the in sincere use of stay safe when like i get like a work email from like somebody you know, like, somebody, like <laughs> doesn't even work at my company who I don't know? And they're telling me that. And I'm like, you don't really care, you know, but <laughs> that's, well, that's me being cynical, that, I guess.
1: That's but. a weird, that's a weird cynical way of looking at that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's all good. And I also, uh, I also realized that shaking hands is probably a thing of the past. Like, that's probably, that's probably never, no one ever, like, I have a feeling after this, there will be no shaking hands anymore. You won't go to parties like, hey, good to see you, and you shake the guy's hand. That's just not going to happen anymore. (laughs) It's like, hey, good to see you. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or it'll be, like, a generational thing. That's, uh, yeah, it's really weird, like, uh, and we don't know how long this is going to last, but we're just at the beginning of this, like, crisis, so we don't even know how, like, our... You know, the people who are around for this are gonna really react to it. By the time you know this, it's gonna
1: affect By this. the time this episode drops, we're gonna be close to the end of the um the close to the end of the extended stay at home order. And we'll be ready Fing, to hear fingers
0: crossed. And we'll
1: fingers be ready crossed. to hear if it if it's going longer. Um Yeah. I have a feeling we're gonna go a little bit longer, oh. but Wait, sorry. What was that? I I have a feeling we'll probably go a little bit longer, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. But <clears throat> um, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway. I, know, I mean, I don't know about you. Like, I'm still ready to like go to cans and concerts and events. Like, I don't feel that scared, and maybe I should. But like, I'm just. Like, I'm really ready for stuff to go back to normal, but I know it's not going to be that way for a bit. So. I want to go to
1: cons. That's about it. Yeah. Like I, I want to go back to the movie theater. Remember? Yes. Do you remember when Hollywood made movies? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was a which, interesting which, time. Which is a great segue because let's talk some fun stuff. We don't want to get depressed and talk yeah, virus definitely. nonsense. So um, guess what? We actually have news tonight. Um, uh, okay, awesome. Yeah, we actually have some news stories that we can discuss, which will be awesome. Um, however, uh, it's not a lot, but we do have some news, so uh, we'll talk about those in a m- moment. Um, but let's talk about what we're watching and reading.
0: Okay, awesome. Um, well, like I said, I haven't watched much. Uh, <coughs> still watching, uh, you know, sneaking in episodes of Metalocalypse where I can, you know on breaks at work, or if I need to kill 10 minutes, but, um, other than that, the only, like, thing I really watched was I finally got a chance to watch, uh, Good Boys, uh, the other night. Oh, actually. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought this, this movie was pretty great, it, um, it really nailed, like, that sort of, like, middle school mindset, where, like, I don't know, you're starting to get interested in, in like, adult things, but you don't really know anything about it, so you yeah. kind of have this fake it till you make it sort of <laughs> attitude, uh, that, that and is, they, like, really nailed that.
1: <laughs> fake it till you make it is probably the best way of wording it with that movie, <laughs> because the things that come out of those kids' mouths because they don't know or don't yeah. understand, and you're just like, oh, my God, that is exactly how it was when we were kids. We didn't know shit. Like,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember me and my friends saying, like, this, like similar stuff, and it was pretty funny, and, like, I, I really liked how they, um, I know, like, our culture nowadays is, like, a lot more politically correct than even if you go back to a movie like Superbad or something, and I think the movie pulled off, like, really well like making a movie that's like has really adult humor but it's not very offensive i guess in a lot of ways like they really knew how to like walk that line in you know 2019 or whatever right
1: that's an interesting point I, I didn't even think about it in that aspect in the terms of the like in terms of the like offensive stuff I just like I loved the scenes when the kids were like using the bad language anytime the kids uh, used the bad language I was on the floor yeah. because like because one they they usually weren't using it properly, which made it funny but just to hear some of the stuff coming out of these kids' mouth really made it funny
0: <laughs> so yeah absolutely i um the one piece of the movie that they didn't show was a uh... So there was the three ki- three main kids, and there was the one kid who was really into singing and, like, in the musical and stuff, and they never showed his parents, which I was, like, just really curious about since they were so, like, messed up,
1: <laughs> you know? Right. And I
0: don't want to spoil anything, and I think it'd be inappropriate for the podcast anyways, but... His parents were into some messed up things and you never got to actually see what they looked like. So I thought that was funny.
1: (laughs) That's a, that is a good point that we never got to see that, (laughs) but it's funny. Um, all right. Uh, is that all you really watched? Is that all you tackled? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. I watched more than you. Um, (laughs) well, first off, I, um, uh, community is on Netflix, um, first off let me how about this before we talk about community um i didn't i did not watch tiger king like the rest of the world um oh no i'm no i'm completely like i just what the the preview i watched i was like this is the dumbest shit and like i just don't care um i feel like i feel like i'm the only person who doesn't care but whatever
0: it's um so i watched it and it wasn't um i don't know that it's the greatest thing it's interesting in certain ways like from a true crime aspect but it's also just like entertaining from like a people-watching aspect but overall like i'm kind of glad i watched it just so i have that sort of like pop culture touchstone that i can like go back to and you know, years from now when people remember, you know, mention like, remember Tiger King? I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know about that. I don't
1: think I I didn't watch it, but I'm pretty sure I'm always going to remember Tiger King the way people are talking about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The, uh, um, I do know that we're going to be seeing lots of Tiger King cosplay Halloween and conventions. Um, I I know that's coming. So yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Anyway, see
0: Joe exotic everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, well, a few weeks ago, I kind of talked about Community because I was using it as a, I used it as a um, kind of a crutch to talk about I, how I thought nerd culture was properly represented because you were yeah. you brought up Big Bang Theory and then I countered with Community. Um, community got pulled onto Netflix finally. Um, I don't know what was really going on with it because I was waiting for a way to watch it for a really, like I've seen the show. I watched it in real time when it was on TV, but after it got canceled, it's been sitting in this weird contractual like limbo where they didn't know what to do with it. People were fighting over the rights to like syndicate it or uh, stream it or whatever the case may be. And it's finally on Netflix. Um, and, um, I've been watching a ton of that just because the show is awesome. Uh, but it it really takes you back to like it takes you back to the college days where you're like first off you miss college and secondly you're like that is exactly how it happened <laughs> that's exactly what went down yeah. um uh, at least for our generation that anyway um it's it's such a it's such a charming show did you ever watch that
0: i've i've watched like a, a handful of episodes i'm not like a watched has watched like every episode of community but yeah that might be a good one to check out once we're done watching through parks and rec
1: oh okay how far are you in parks and rec
0: um i think we're somewhere in the last season oh. actually um, so they're like it's kind of like is that the uh, pretty,
1: is that the future spot where i talked about it with that about you a little bit
0: yeah yeah absolutely like they all have like the hologram phones and stuff um but i'm like pretty passively watching it like i it's one of those things where it's on when it's on, and I could probably let it repeat a couple times before I actually even catch everything, you know? Because we're kind of semi using it as background noise a lot of times. So.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. You're gonna. I, I, I suggest paying attention to community when you get to it, as opposed to using it as background <laughs> stuff. Sure. Um, I just I just suggest that because there's a lot of great stuff that you like. The way, it's just, it's brilliant writing. And one of the things that I completely forgot about when I was watching it the other night, and, because I'm, I'm a person who reads credits, I'm always curious to who the directors are, I'm always curious to the, like, cast members if you, um, so, like, when it's, like, starring and then you're looking and then you get to the guest starring spots on TV shows, you're like, who's the guest star? Um, yeah. So I'm always looking for that stuff. And one of the things I forgot about, and I was reminded very quickly when I was reading the credits, was the Russo brothers did Community. Um, that's where right, they...
0: yeah, that's, that's where they got their
1: start. Right? That's where they got their start. That's where they came from. So we get Community from the Russo brothers, and then the Russo brothers go and make Avengers. So that's the thing you kind of... It's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is Russo brothers. And it's just it just puts a smile on your face, and you pay just a little bit more attention when you watch uh, it. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: It's, it's interesting how... Um, I love seeing that when like a director goes from one genre to ending up doing something completely different like that sort of uh you know peter jackson-esque like he started doing like crazy b-horror movies and then he went on to do lord of the rings it's like wait what the hell like how do those dots connect but right yeah that's awesome
1: yeah um so community's been great um i'm actually probably going to go watch a few more episodes of that when we get off the show tonight um Modern Family has come to a close. Do you watch Modern Family?
0: Uh, same thing. Like I've watched all of
1: episodes.
0: (laughs) Sure. The the thing is, the thing is, like I don't get super into comedy series. I think like a lot of other people. So like. There's not a lot of comedies that I've like watched every single episode of, so that's that's
1: the only thing. Well, Modern Family, I've just hung with. It was an investment thing, so I was just hanging with it. It's, it's yeah. It has its up, it had its ups and downs for me, whatever. But I've hung with it, and I've always enjoyed the show overall. But eleven seasons, the series finale was the other night. Um, wow. And uh, so I was like, oh, it's a series finale. This should be good because let's see how they end it, kind of thing. Um, what I'll say about the finale, and I'll I'll give this quick review. Um, the finale was really well done. It was well written. It was well put together as a story. Because we always we always criticize finales. Um, everyone gets really critical with them. I will say yeah. that one of the, for me, one of probably one of the most perfect finales was the Friends finale. Um, I don't know anyone who was disappointed with that. And every time people talk about the Friends television show, the finale is an episode that always comes up in conversation because it was so well put together. Um, I would say that the Modern Family series finale lands the same way the Friends finale does. Nice. Um, it's, That's it's, awesome. Yeah. It's I, I hold it. I put it right there on that high bar. Um, however, I will say that before the finale aired, they had a half an hour documentary on the show um, on the evolution of the show from beginning to the finale. And like you heard from the cast and crew and it was really, really cool and it was almost more emotional to watch that than watching the finale itself. Yeah. Um, so I just it was really cool that they showed that and I, I was more interested in that than actually watching the episode to end the show (laughs) um but otherwise it was i mean it was really good and i was really pleased with it so yeah um yeah i mean
0: that's that's a good point i mean i obviously didn't watch it but i do like appreciate how those like behind the scenes things can sometimes be like so impactful you know like yeah you look at game of thrones and like nobody had anything bad to say about that that behind the scenes documentary from the eighth season
1: right um, and then uh, the Rise of Skywalker is out on Blu-ray. I know we talked about that uh, last week. Um, Again? No. I'm no, but it's out on Blu-ray. <laughs> but in between last show and this show, I watched the Sky the the Skywalker Legacy documentary that came on the Blu-ray, um, which was absolutely astounding. Uh, watching them because they it wasn't like the making of all the movies it was primarily the making of episode 9 but it really focused on the idea of this is where we started and this is where we ended up and here's all the stuff in between um, and it was just a really well put to- it was like two and a half hours but it's a really well put together documentary um, and i got and i'm not gonna lie i know i'm a star wars fan but just watching through this i i got choked up during a lot of just the I, I, I teared up during that documentary. So. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I um I look forward to watching that at some point. Um I love a good Star Wars documentary. So yeah, <laughs> that sounds
1: great. Yeah, check that out. It's it's awesome. Um the uh the the and the last thing I watched uh, was Onward.
0: Oh yes, I still haven't watched this, but.
1: Uh, and this was and, and there was the, the one things. thing. It's the one thing that I was expecting the two of us to do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I'm like, we're both gonna watch it, and we're gonna but... sit down, and we're gonna be able to give, <laughs> and we're gonna be able to go super spoilery with it because it's on <laughs> Disney Plus, and no one has any reason to say that they didn't watch the show. I'll try to
0: watch it before next week. Um, for
1: sure. I'll say, let me let me say this. Um, I'm, I'm gonna spoil one thing for you because you're gonna see it coming. Okay. Um, but the scene is great. Um, so if you're listening to this, this is a on, there's a bit of an onward spoiler in here, um but it's not that big of a it's not that big of a deal. It's just that big of a deal if you are a gamer is the best way of wording it. Um <laughs> the uh the movie is absolutely amazing. This is probably one of the best Pixar movies, period. Um and I'm and I'm going to put it on a very high bar um because I've heard
0: people say that too and I've heard like Critically, I've heard people say like it's not as good, but I have heard people say that it's actually like really good.
1: So. Well, like people, like people, like claim that Up is the greatest movie on the face of the planet, and I think what they're doing is they're focusing on the first ten minutes of the film, and that's it. Because to me, the first ten minutes are phenomenal, and then the rest of the movie is garbage. So that's a
0: pretty absolutist. Uh, <laughs> That's like a pretty absolutist uh, statement, but I, I, I know. Like I, I think the first ten minutes of Up are like great. Um, Up is one of the few movies that holds my son's attention, so we've actually oh. like, watched it probably like. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Like I've seen it like over fifty times in the last like <laughs> six months or something like that. Um, I'm. And
1: I'm actually, really
0: like formed a pretty decent appreciation for some of the parts later on. But uh, I know I I do know what you mean. Where like it's definitely way superior at the beginning. So
1: yeah, it's just I think people like hang their hat on that beginning of the movie, and that's yeah. not like to me that's not enough. Um, but no, onward like as a as a story as a structured thing from beginning to end, I think this is the most one of the most solid Pixar films, and I'm gonna p- give high praise to it. So I hope I'm not overhyping it for anyone. Um, it is very clear. That whoever crafted this movie um, has a very deep love for Dungeons and Dragons. Right. There are pl- there are tons of Dungeons and Dragons references in the movie, so yeah. there's that deep. Cut pop culturey stuff. If you are not into Dungeons and Dragons, that is comp- it doesn't matter because everything's gonna play and it's gonna you're gonna follow it and it's gonna all make sense and there's no it's just basically like the D and D crowd's gonna go ha that's funny ha that's funny and they're gonna get a little <laughs> bit extra they're gonna get just the tiniest extra nugget of a laugh. It's kind of like Wreck-It Ralph. But yeah, yeah, basi- kind of yeah basically sort of it's think of Wreck-It Ralph with video games. Think about this with D and D. So it's just great and I cried a lot. Like this this movie is a tearjerker and like I don't I have no shame, I have no problem saying that I cried in the movie, but I teared up many times in the film. It's just so good. Um, the spoiler and here it comes. So here's the onward spoiler. There is a DD and d joke, the only D&D specific creature that they make reference to that is D&D game specific is a gelatinous cube. And it nice. and it made me laugh, and I'm like, "Hot, that's funny that they made a gelatinous cube joke." They nice. made a second gelatinous cube joke later in the movie, and I'm like, "There's no way jokes come in threes. There is no way they're gonna make the same the, a joke on the gelatinous cube a second time without actually showing us a gelatinous cube." <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so then you actually get to see a gelatinous cube. So it's that's the spoiler. It's just they make the joke, they make the joke, and you're like, no, we're going to see one before the credits roll. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> is, is that a um, – I've never heard that before, jokes come in three. Is that like a foreshadowing rule? Like, no, like I've two just – references and then they show it? Or- no,
1: I just, I just have this innate thing where like I feel that jokes come in threes. Um, for example, you have three guys walk into a bar, or <laughs> or, a pri- right. or a priest, a rabbi, and whatever walk into a walk into a hotel, or like every joke has like three components to it before you get the punchline. It's always this, yeah. this, and this, or this, this, and this. Like it's always threes, and that lends to and I don't know why, but if you pay attention to the world around you, anytime there's a joke coming, there's always two setups right before the punchline. So it's like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, uh, there's probably some, I mean, you could probably write a thesis paper, how it, like, fits the, like, Western storytelling archetype of, like, you know, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, like, that sort of structure, but, yeah, that's really interesting, I've never really... (laughs) thought
1: about that and you know and now that i and now that i say that you and every one of the listeners is going to start paying attention and go oh my god there it is three 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 like jokes are always in threes i I have noticed it but i haven't noticed
0: it in that sort of movie like foreshadowing thing but i think that's also like they mention a gelatinous cube once and then they're going to say it again to remind the audience that it's a thing so that they actually laugh the third time when they actually
1: reveal it sort of thing but oh yeah when when they re, when they released revealed it the first time I was like oh they said that specifically for the D&D crowd good on you was my <laughs> response was my response yeah. the second time it made me giggle but my brain went we're going to see a gelatinous cube <laughs> yeah so um yeah good stuff
0: I, it's just it's really just reminding me of that one Rocco's Modern Life episode with the uh, when he goes to the, to the DMV to take his driver driving test, and uh, everybody keeps saying, like, I hope you don't get the fat guy for, like, the guy who's going to give him the test, and he gets this elephant character, and he thinks it's the fat guy, but at the, by the end he realizes there's actually this, like, ginormous, like, pig character that's the real fat guy, and it's the same sort of thing, like, they keep reminding you of it till the final reveal, and I don't know. Maybe I just think in terms of uh, Rocco's Modern Life too much. I'm not really sure, but that's just what it reminded me of.
1: <laughs> no, it's cool. It makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. So onward, dude. Check it out. Watch it, so we can talk next week if you got time. Um, if you're looking for movies for Oliver to pay attention to, this has got a lot of moving parts, so he'll probably you know. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk some news, dude, because I want to get to I want to get to that because we actually have news to discuss. <laughs> So, in a world where we don't get to go to the movie theaters, um, it's very smart of... So, actually, I'm going to back up because there's a story that leads into this. So, um, uh, Onward, because we were talking about it, um, released early. They skipped theaters altogether and just put it straight to Disney+. Plus. I don't know how that feels about... I don't know how they feel about box office dollars on that, but it wasn't like it was a Toy Story where it was going to give a ton of money or like uh, or, um Frozen, where there was a guaranteed box office. This is a movie that was on its own, right? Yeah. Um, so, Bob Iger, who I don't, he's been talking a lot, so I don't know if he's officially done as CEO or if there's a lapse in, or if there's an overlap because they got to get the new guy in. Uh, yeah. But uh, Disney's Bob Iger says there's a, a potential for even more movies to d- debut on Disney Plus early. In terms of movies going ahead after Artemis Fowl, by the way, Artemis Fowl will be on Disney Plus. There may be a few more that we're ending up putting directly to Disney Plus, but for the most part, a lot of two big tent-pole Disney films were we'll simply wait will simply wait for the slots. So the idea is, is basically like because of this crazy um, because of this crazy virus stuff going on and we can't go to theaters. They're looking at putting some movies and stuff directly to Disney Plus instead of theatrical releases, which makes sense. What also makes sense is how they're going to hold certain things close to the chest and not. Um, Uh And what I mean by that is that they released a whole new listing for – there's a whole new list of the Marvel breakdown. So every Marvel movie has been completely backed up, not necessarily on production because no one's shooting right now. But what I mean is, all the release dates have been backed up. Um, so potentially, and I'm not going to read the whole list because um, it it gets really convoluted when you're look when you're going so far back. Because people got to understand that, like we were supposed to get from Marvel this year, we were supposed to get Black Widow, and the Eternals. Now, if things calm down and we get to go back to see movies again, Black Widow r- will release. Uh, November, November sixth. Okay. Okay, so Black Widow, November so? Black Widow, November sixth. If we get to go back to the theaters, after that it goes Eternals starting in February of 2021, and then the order goes Shang Chi, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. Okay. So I'm not gonna read all the dates, but that's the order. So just everything, the Marvel basically got pushed everything back, and they released the new schedule. Um, I don't know how that could change drastically. Um, so besides,
0: yeah. if they just if we're still quarantined and they decided to put one or more of them on Disney Plus, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, have a it's feeling. I have a feeling the Marvel movies, because the Marvel shows are all going to Disney Plus, because we got Captain. Uh, um, sorry uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we got Scarlet Witch, and we got the She-Hulk show, because the shows are coming into Disney+, Plus, the movies are going to take a, the movies are going to wait for the screen, because they know they have a guaranteed audience.
0: That's, yeah, that's a good call, it's hard to imagine them not releasing a Marvel movie, um, in the theater, I mean, the only one I could see them doing is maybe Eternals, just because it's kind of a wild card, you know, like, they don't know if you know, it's a new superhero team.
1: They don't know true, if they're going to come out for it. True, true. But if the Black Widow post-credit scene sets up Eternals, or um, something happens where Eternals can be set up, where everyone's like, "Oh wait, that's the next Marvel movie." I don't even know what that yeah. is, but we got to go. Like that's the thing. Marvel made a television show, and the only way to watch it is on the big screen. So, <laughs> <laughs> right? Can they
0: just uh, Can they just release? new mutants on disney plus
1: <laughs> I, just get that <laughs> i'm down at this point i'm Hold down on
0: hulu at least come on
1: <laughs> yeah at this point i'm down um all right this is all technically disney news like there's no i don't have any dc stuff because they're being kind of quiet right now which is okay because everybody else is being quiet uh, uh
0: okay i feel like there is one huge dc story but it, i don't know if you
1: yeah <laughs> do you want to bring it up because i can look it up we get the, I mean. the
0: flash the flash thing
1: which part? Oh, oh, uh, the.
0: The Ezra Miller stuff.
1: Oh, I thought you were talking about the actor that passed away. No. Oh, the uh, the little boy who plays young Barry Allen passed away.
0: Um, from the show. From
1: the show, yeah.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: Yeah, that is sad. Have coronavirus. Um, I'd have to look that up. Um, I just was like, oh, that's sad, and kind of, <laughs> um, didn't really know how to take it. Um. So I could do a quick uh, Google search here. Um, I mean, you don't have to. Um, oh, okay. That's
0: really sad to hear, though.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I That's. I just, you know, so, uh, no, go ahead and tell me about, it's been a bad, about the Ezra Miller bad. thing, because I feel like I this is a piece of news that I missed.
0: Oh, really? Okay, so yeah. this was all over Twitter, um, like, the last couple of days, but there is, so I don't even know all the details of it, but... There's a video of Ezra Miller, I think, in a store or something, and it looked like some girl was like taunting him somehow, and then he like assaulted her basically. Like I think he like people oh. were saying like he choked slammed her, but it looks like I don't know. If, I think choke slam is oh. a little dramatic, but like he definitely you know was like assaulted her and like yeah I, I saw don't know,
1: this. The full- or anything, but okay, yeah, I did see this, and with, like, you, I don't know what really happened, full detail stuff, and somehow that stayed fairly quiet. Yeah, with it, it a, seems
0: know. like, so it seems like it's, it's more of a guilty and, you know, until proven innocent situation, like, I have no idea what the explanation could be to defend him at this point. Um and from what I've heard, DC's kind of halted production on the Flash movie or again post production. (laughs) Yeah, from what I've heard, like they've just said like, well, we can't like proceed with this because like I don't and like like I said, I don't know all the details, but it sounds like
1: well, looks like
0: out of Flash sort of out as Flash. Interesting. Looks
1: like I got some investigation to do for next week. So I will make a note. Absolutely, I yeah. will make a note and see what I can find, um, on that. So, for... yeah,
0: so it's definitely like a bad week for the flash and like, it's two really tragic stories. And, uh, it kind of sucks because we want to see that flash movie get made, but like, you know, after egregious things are done, like it's, you know, you know, it's the right thing to do to like not continue to support somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, I think we both need more information to really say anything more. I just actually expected you to bring this one up.
1: So. Oh, I, uh, somehow I missed it. And, uh, since that's kind of a sad story, it's kind of like, yeah. 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 Um, my, my
0: bad.
1: No, it's, I <laughs>
0: bring up a downer thing. I just felt like it was such a big, at least on Twitter, it was everywhere. So I just figured it would be mentioned somehow, but
1: sure. No. Yeah. I, I hear you. Um, okay. Let's talk about fun stuff. Um, (laughs) Since we were talking Marvel, since we talked about Marvel's schedule, and let's talk about this real quick, um, Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn revealed the origins of Rocket Raccoon will play a big role in the upcoming film Guardians of the Galaxy 3. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> um, no here, well, what's interesting about that is that we haven't heard a lot from James Gunn regarding that because he was finishing Suicide Squad. And every time someone brought up Guardians, he kept saying, I'm working on Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, because he's like, he, because contractually he had to finish that first. Um, so hearing this, I don't know, like, cause they've talked like Rockets origin has been discussed in the movies very briefly. And it's always been like just a line of dialogue, and I always felt like we never needed more, um, yeah, than what they gave us. But and I never thought that. Ooh, I kind of want to see an origin story for Rocket. Um, but I'd love to know where he came from. You know, after yeah. hearing that, like, yeah, why not? I want to know where that guy came from. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, they um, they always left his or- origin in the movies like so vague, where it's just like, you know, he comes from some kind of experimentation, and they've had, like, a couple lines about it, but they don't go super deep, and it's kind of like, you you never felt like I needed to know more, but then just hearing, like, that James Gunn wants to explore that, that's where I'm just like, okay, this sounds fun, like, I'm ready to go, and uh, it's cool to hear him say that, because, like, uh, like I, I know from, like, like my own stories that I've written and stuff, sometimes you get an idea, and you just know, like, okay, I want to explore, like, this thing, and then you kind of, like, start writing it, and I guess I get that vibe from him, that that's, like, maybe that's, like, a big spark of where this new story comes from. Um, no. And I don't necessarily know how to word that sensation super well, but... Uh, no, you know, the, I, I, is, I, under,
1: I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on until we get to see what Rocket's origin story is. Um, this is a Disney Parks uh, story... Uh, Bob Iger says that Disney may be checking guests, uh, temperatures when they enter the parks, when their parks finally reopen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, that does not surprise me, but that comes into that post COVID world I was talking about. Like, what are we going to see change in the real world? So we're going to be walking in places and you're going to be getting your temperature checked as you go in. Which that it's, could be uh, weird. It
0: doesn't surprise me either, but then I also think about how, like, you can transfer it without having a fever necessarily, so. Right. That's why I'm just like, I don't know if that's, I mean, it is a. It's an understandable precaution, you know, do all that you can, but I can also see how, like, that won't necessarily stop the spread of it,
1: right. so. Um, do you, you might be too, you might be way too young, but do you remember the show Doogie Howser, M.D.?
0: As a kid at our house but I never paid close attention I feel like to that's a, I feel like
1: that's a show that everyone watches everyone watched from at least my generation um, and right. most most parents remember Doogie Hauser so uh, Neil Patrick Harris um, yes. uh, played Doogie Howser on the show Doogie Hauser MD and it was about yeah. a kid who was like a kid genius at the age of 14 he was a full doctor at a hospital um, Disney plus is going to be remaking Doogie Hauser MD Okay. Um. And and at this time, it'll have a female lead. Um. That's all I know. Okay. That's all I know. Um. Just thought it was. Just
0: Disney Plus is. Uh. I feel like, and maybe I guess I'm not the right person to because t- I'm like, obviously I wasn't that big of a fan of the original show. So like I hear this and I'm like, man, Disney Plus keeps announcing things that I never wanted in the first
1: place. Well, what's interesting now? there's that argument. The other thing is when you're like, why is there jumping on Doogie Howser? We don't fully know. Like, I am really curious when they made the Doogie Hauser announcement. It made me wonder immediately, what did they get from that Fox merger that we are not aware of? Because yeah. the, the Fox merger, like, everyone focused on X-Men and then throwing, like, Aliens and Die Hard and, you know, uh, Family Guy, Simpsons, you know, some of the bigger names. We No one thought oh, man, what's in the archives that we're not aware of? Yeah. You know. so Yeah, that'd
0: be an interesting one. Uh, like, if I feel like if I get really bored, I might dig through, like, wi- like the Wikipedia article of, like, all the Fox on properties or something yeah. like that. But.
1: Um, all right, so let's talk about the Star Wars schedule because um, the Star Wars schedule uh, has been altered a little bit. Uh, actually, the Star Wars schedule as of right now isn't altered at all. Um, because what people don't realize is they made that. We talked about the Ahsoka Tano casting for season two. And all those reports had said Rosario Dawson joins the cast of uh, Mandalorian season Mandalorian. two. What's interesting about that is that article, that announcement came, that rumor came after Mandalorian season two had finished shooting. So it's done. <laughs> so okay. it's done. So if she's joined the cast, the situation is she's already shot it and it's over with. So it okay, makes, so, right? So because so the Mandalorian right now is in post-production like editing stuff. So all the people working from home can sit and work on drafts of the Mandalorian. So the Mandalorian releasing in October is still a possibility. That's probably not getting backed up. Um, so Mandalorian season two drops in October of 2020, probably regardless of this quarantine. Um, and then the next star Wars thing is the Cassian Andor series drops in 2021. No month yet. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series is slated for 2022 and the next movie, the next star Wars film drops in 2022 and then after that the movies are going to be on a 2 year basis so it goes 2022, 2024, 2026. Um, probably with the television shows and stuff in between, but that's the new gap. So Okay. Um, nice. I just because that's that's the new Star Wars schedule so I thought I'd drop that in there.
0: So do you feel that it debunks the announcement about Rosario Dawson or you just think it's It
1: still makes like it on makes topic? me think that if Ahsoka's in the show, if they're very serious about, t- see, I figured, t- <laughs> look, I would think that Ahsoka having her live-action debut on The Mandalorian would have been kept a secret, like such a tightly guarded secret you never would have known, and you'd be sitting down for your, it- hey, Mandalorian Season 2 starts, this uh, premiere starts, sweet, everyone and their mom watches it because The Mandalorian, honestly, I know people bought it, I know people bought into, s- Disney just for the Disney Library, but let's be honest, the majority of those buy-ins were for The Mandalorian.
0: Yeah,
1: um, most and of the people I know, just, sure. <laughs> it's just I'm sorry, but everyone bought in for The Mandalorian. So Mandalorian Season 2 premieres tonight, sweet, everyone's tuning in to Disney Plus and watching, great, it's going to be all over the internet, Baby Yoda nonsense, right? And then yeah. suddenly, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the season, they drop the Ahsoka episode, and the world like explodes because everyone's gonna go, "What did you see?" Th-? You know, and everyone's gonna be yeah. freaking out. Ahsoka should have been a tightly guarded secret that they never told anyone, and that's one of the re- and that's another reason why that casting announcement bugged me. Like, why would you make that announcement? Why would you just keep it quiet? Um, so that's where I go. I don't know if it's real or not, but if it if it's real, she's already shot the scenes and it's done.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, it sounds like we just don't know, but I do understand what you mean. Like, it, you're talking about this, and it just reminds me of, um, and I won't say any spoilers, but the ending of a uh, solo, like the character that's revealed there, um, that was totally kept secret, as far as I know, before the movie came out. And like, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, this probably would too. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I just I feel like it needs to be a big secret. It should have been a secret, and that's the that's something that really bothers me about it. So um, we never should have found out. Um, like, uh, did you you've seen The Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Okay, the dark saber that was a big secret all the way to the end of the show. Yeah. And I know that it's a prop, and someone you know is probably listening. Is like, who cares about the dark saber? No, that's a really big deal if you've been following Star Wars from beginning to end. Um, and you under <laughs> yeah. and you understand the history of the dark saber and all that stuff. Like that's a huge deal. So, um, you know, my eyes were like my jaw was on the floor when they, when we saw that. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So, anyway, <laughs> yeah,
0: and that and that's a good point. Like they kept it secret. And, uh, I feel like Star Wars just in general has been pretty good with keeping spoilers like that secret. So
1: yeah, I mean, they they announcing that Palpatine's the bad guy in Episode Nine. That's that was a good move by letting us know that. Um, and then the secrets could come later. But again, you keep the big stuff secret, and I feel like that one was too big. Um, right. Anyway, uh, moving on so we can get to our list. I got one more news story, and then we'll go, and it's time for the list. Um, so our, um, our very competent commander-in-chief, uh, Donald Trump, uh, before all this uh, virus stuff happened, he said he wanted to have a space force branch of the military, (laughs) um, actually called Space Force. Um, so Netflix with the help of Steve (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Netflix with the help of Steve Carell and the office's Greg Daniels, um, has created a show called Space Force. Um, and it'll follow Steve Carell as the head of a newly formed 6th branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. And it de- and it debuts May 29th. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, yes. That's awesome. And I'm going to watch the shit out of this show and it sounds phenomenal. Um, one of the pieces of casting that really caught my attention is Ben Schwartz is going to be in the show. And Ben Schwartz, just everything that guy does makes me laugh. And I just, I can't wait. And if you don't know who Ben Schwartz is, if you watched Parks and Rec, Ben Schwartz is John Raphael. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like, he was like, I, the first time I noticed, uh, Ben Schwartz is from Parks and Rec, and then he was on the show um, House of Lies on Showtime. He's phenomenal on that show, and then he did his, he did some guest hosting on Attack of the Show on G4 back in the G4 days. Uh, oh, I, I didn't even know that. That's awesome. So uh, he, yeah, no, he's he just cracks me up. and I follow him on Twitter, and he's got one of the funniest Twitter feeds. Um, so uh, I just when I found out that he was on the show, I'm like, God, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> so nice yeah all right yeah
0: that that, uh i mean you just saying that story i feel like i'm immediately sold on the show so that sounds
1: awesome right um yeah i yeah so good um so i i can't wait i'm really excited for that so are you uh ready to talk the list for the night let's do it all right sweet so list time ryan so do you know what you got to do play the thing for the top five all right man so this is your list um you want to give us an explanation
0: right um so this week we're doing our top five characters that you want on your zombie survival team so uh this list is actually inspired by a very old uh facebook survey that was going around probably like 10 years ago to be honest but uh it's something that I always had in the back of my mind and I thought it'd be fun to do as a list. Um, everything in the world, unfortunately feels super, uh, post apocalyptic. And I kind of thought this would be a fun way to poke fun at that situation, I guess. So, um, and then this is a thing where it sounds like Drew and I both have very different approaches to our list. So that'll be interesting (laughs) as well. So,
1: um, so the way I took it, um, The way I took your list was, I I, I did some kind of like, I want to say soul-searching is a good way of wording. Um, I kind of looked at this as, if I put Thanos on with the Infinity Gauntlet, he could technically snap away the zombies. Yes. Or if I had Superman on my list, Superman could just eye-beam the zombies. So I just felt it was like too easy to put two hyper-crazy like abilities. So my list, I kind of looked at it as... I, I do have some science fiction in here. There is some future, there's a little bit of future stuff, but I kind of looked at it more of a real world aspect, as in like tech is okay, like like hyper tech is good, but let's focus on the characters for what they are and what they could bring to the table as characters. That's kind of how I looked at it.
0: Yeah, um, no, I mean, uh, I, I took the opposite approach. <laughs> And I can explain that, but I don't want to interrupt you if you have more to say just now.
1: Well, I have one honorable mention, and my honorable mention um, is is the... And the only reason it's an honorable mention is because that's not the way I was going with my list. Okay, cool. Um, so the, I actually... The, the, other th- the other thing that I did is you said zombie apocalypse, but when I looked at... When I was digging through character history, and you're going to understand what I mean when I say this... Um, Marvel has had their version of the zombie apocalypse, DC has had their version of the zombie apocalypse, Um, they've had space zombies, there's been all kinds of stuff like that. But at the end of the day, an apocalypse movie is an apocalypse movie. So I kind of looked at this list of, we need to survive at the end of the world, period. Um, yeah. so whether it's zombies or whether it's an earthquake, whether it's a volcano, whether it's an asteroid, whatever's causing the apocalypse, that's the threat. And this is the team that I want to help me survive in terms of just surviving the end of the world. And in a really weird way, we are at the precipice of the end of the world as we know it in real life. <laughs> so, um, cause everything's going to change when this, when the quarantine's lifted. So this uh-huh. is my team that's going to help me survive as we go. And that's kind of or, how that's kind of how I took this. So,
0: cool. Um, so yeah, I was just saying like I took a different approach. Um, so if you did take if you did choose Thanos, for example, I was gonna argue against that. Where I don't know if Thanos' character would keep you alive necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of taking people's character in mind as well, and I think like you could say the same thing for like Doctor Manhattan is so on a different, you know, plane of existence that he might not value like your own human life in the same way. You know, like certain overpowered characters right. don't necessarily have the same moral barometer that we do. Right. Um but so I actually I we talked a bit before the show and I knew you were taking more of a realistic approach with your list and I actually did two lists. I did a realistic one and then I did a super hyper crazy one where i could pick whoever i wanted so and do you I, want me to re- just, huh?
1: do you want me to record both or do no, you <laughs> no,
0: what i was gonna say is for my final list i just went with uh the super hard, hyper crazy one because i just liked it better <laughs> so <laughs> if Fair you enough. want i can read off my realistic one but uh it's yeah that's totally no it's idea. all good
1: by the way this is uh, episode 88 and I okay. f- and I feel that in a weird way we missed the mark and didn't do like some crazy back to the future um, uh, themed list. Um,
0: yeah. Just or go, like something to do with the crazy eighty eight or something. Right, just because
1: of the episode number. I'm just <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll
0: change this to the crazy eighty eight is attacking you and these are the people you are on your
1: team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Just um what uh what are your on do you have honorable mentions plural or just one? Because I only have uh one. I've
0: I've got two Okay. Um, so, yeah, I can go first. Then, Give me uh, the, the first, first one.
1: one so it just goes the back and forth.
0: I'll just get it out of the way. Um, I, choo- I chose Superman. Uh, I didn't put him on my team just because I thought of other characters, like, I thought would be cooler to watch fight zombies. <laughs> but Superman's obviously my favorite superhero, one of my absolute favorite characters. And, uh, you know, morally, like, I know he would be there to protect me and the other people on my team. He wouldn't uh, do anything like against us, you know? So that's sure.
1: definitely another good point. So right on. Um, so my one honorable mention then I am surprised that Superman not on your team for your hyper unrealistic superpower <laughs> list.
0: Believe me, I've got other ones.
1: <laughs> um, but, uh, so my one honorable mention is Scarlet Witch. Um, now oh, it, nice. if you know, if you actually know your comic book history, because the movies really downplay her powers, um, or we haven't gotten there yet because we still have more scarlet witch stuff coming as far as the films and television shows go. So, as of right now, she is not nearly what the comic books show her in terms of her abilities. If you watch the if you so if you read comic books, Scarlet Witch has reality altering abilities and she does not need an infinity gauntlet to say no more apocalypse and fix it all. So, <laughs> so technically the uh, it, if you had Scarlet Witch on your team, it'd just be too easy. So, But, right. but if the apocalypse were happening and I could just say, hey, uh, Wanda, can you do us a favor? And she just goes, okay, no more zombies, done, deal. Um, <laughs> and, when I, and when I say that, when I say she could just say no more zombies, read House of M. I don't want to spoil it, but she says something at the end of that book that completely alters the Marvel Universe going forward.
0: Right. Um, and I think, I mean, I think this, like, points out that, like, American comic book characters, the longer they go, the more ridiculous their power sets end up being. And correct. It does get to a point where almost all of them are just way overpowered, you Right, know, but now, that's another, that's a discussion for another day. As a
1: spoiler to my list, I actually only have two comic book characters on my actual list. Okay. So, that's a brief spoiler, but, alright. So, go ahead. I What's, have,
0: uh, five.
1: <laughs> What's your next honorable mention?
0: Uh so my next one is uh Ash Williams from uh the Evil Dead movies. Um and this is just kinda like he's one of my favorite what know, a good, zombie fighting characters, huh?
1: What a good uh character.
0: I, exactly, and he's like one I love his character so much. He's got the experience with like fighting supernatural enemies. He has a luck factor to him where like, you know, if you're on his team there's either a chance you're going to die a horrific, horrific death or you're going to get lucky just like he is and somehow survive. So right. I just uh, – he's one of my favorite characters and he had to make my list in some way even if it was just an honorable mention. So
1: I didn't even think about Ash, so good call.
0: Um, so I did mention there is. this is like based off a Facebook survey that was going around back in the day. Almost everybody put Ash on their list <laughs> <laughs> back when I was – <laughs> so.
1: That's funny. Yeah. All right. Uh so that's my first actual pick now, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um so my first pick is actually a literary character. Um, and I know that the majority of our listeners have not read these books, but my fa my favorite author is uh Matthew Riley. Um and he has a series called the Jack West series, um, which I always likened to um the Jack West series as a modern day Indiana Jones. Um and turned up to 11, because all the stuff that, like, happens in these books, they're always world-ending events, or, like, um, very, like, they're, they're hyper-violent, hyper-bloody, hyper but they're filled with history and intrigue and, like, crazy action and adventure type stuff. The main character, Jack West, is my pick, is what I'm getting at. Um, but I was looking at it going in terms of, like, history of the world, and... Um, survival skills because of military background training and archaeology training and like all this other stuff. I just think you'd be a perfect addition to the team to have on as an idea guy and understands how to deal with these big yeah. event type stuff. So, that's awesome. and I know, and yeah. I know you, and I know you haven't read the books. So you don't really have a reference to it, but that's, I just wanted to talk my way through it. And I was like, Ooh, I'm going to pull Jack West and he's gone on my list and that'd be brilliant. So
0: yeah, that's cool. Cause you obviously know the character really well and you know, he has like, the experience and the skills. And like, well,
1: I thought so about like, I thought about pulling Indiana Jones, and then I was like, you know, as cool as Indiana Jones is, he's from a specific time period, and we're talking about right. the world we're ending now. I'd want the what's the modern day equivalent of Indiana Jones, and that's where I pulled that. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, everyone so else. Everyone else on my list is a little bit more uh, mainstream for people to understand, but <laughs> everyone should um, read the Jack West series because they're phenomenal books
0: uh my next pick is actually pretty non-mainstream as well or actually i should say my first official pick um and that's i might be saying this completely wrong because it's an anime character but it is uh chiyo shuzenju who is a character from my hero academia and she's basically so my hero academia is an anime that If you want to put it in the simplest terms possible, it's like Harry Potter, but it's a school for superheroes.
1: (laughs) You know what? The the many times that you talk about this show, I don't know if you need to explain it every
0: time. (laughs) Well, that's fair enough. I'm just saying, like, there's always a new listener. You never know. But uh, this character is, uh, she's essentially the school nurse, and uh, her superpower is she's a healer, so... Basically oh, okay. any injury that you have within reason, um, she can heal you and it's kind of funny because the way she heals people is she kisses the area that is uh, in fact you know is injured and it uh, heals. Now she does have limits like if um, you get drastically injured, it takes time for her to heal you. but she was a unique character and that she's a healer and she has like kind of that instant cure-all power to an extent. And I thought that would just be super handy in a post-apocalyptic situation like this. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah right on. <laughs> um, so how do, how how can I spell that?
0: Oh, sorry, it's C H uh, I Y O, and then the second name is S H U Z E N J U. And uh, yeah, the listeners can be Googling it as well right now, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> no,
1: the reason I, I I keep the spreadsheet, so I wanted to make sure I, uh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, I gotcha.
1: Yeah, 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 I just, <laughs> so. I
0: actually can see you rolling your eyes like, how the heck do I stop this right
1: now? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how to write this down. Yeah. All right, so my next pick is um, Black Widow, actually. Okay. Um nice. specifically I was focusing on um so um yeah, I was specifically focused on when I um when I was thinking about this I was like cool, we'll do Black Widow because first off her worldly experience because she's a spy, but she also has access to the Avengers campus. So just all the equipment. I mean, aside from the fact that we could just probably hold up in the Avengers like the, the you know the avengers base is great but i'm <laughs> i was thinking about the fact that we have access to the quinjets we have access you know what i mean like all yeah. the all the tech that's in there for survival so uh, but and then black widow on her own you know with the martial arts status the fact she's a fighter on her own she knows how to survive in the world so absolutely i mean just
0: look at like how many Chitari she was able to take down or like uh there's always like with as many marvel movies as there's been like i always think back to that one uh hallway fight scene that she was in in uh, Iron Man 2 and like how she took out like so many security guards or whoever it was like really fast and like I can just imagine her like being a huge asset when it's like you and the field of zombies between where you need to go sort of thing so
1: yeah and we know if you watch and if you watch the movies if Black Widow knows she's a part of the team she knows that's her team she uh she's got your back Absolutely. So I know she'll come for me if uh, if I need it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um. So I guess we could move on into my next pick, which yep. who I picked. Uh. Cyborg from DC Comics, or uh, the Justice League movie, or wherever you want, or wherever you recognize. Yeah.
1: Cyborg um, from. Um. Cyborg. Okay. I mean? Before you give me like give me, I want your explanation, but I'm curious as to so work this into your explanation is why you felt that um, this was because you were like a cyborg and okay pick. And I thought that was, and even on a real world setting, why were you like cyborgs? Not an okay pick.
0: Well, because he's obviously like super powered, you know, like he's like, like I didn't think like his backstory is necessarily realistic. <laughs> oh, I wasn't
1: looking like, at real. No, like I wasn't that. real. I wasn't looking at realistic backstories. I was just like, well, it's, it's not like it's not like he can snap away the zombies. Is my point?
0: Oh, for sure. Like he's not overpowered, but uh, so I actually picked each of my uh, characters for like very specific reasons. And uh, his biggest reason is just technology, like the way he can manipulate and use technology. I just thought was suit would be super handy. Um, my best, like for me, the,
1: the best way he illustration... can, but, but oh. well, he can't really tap. There's no internet in the zombie apocalypse, man.
0: I mean, to, <laughs> possibly, but that doesn't mean there isn't computers all around, and like he could still tap into them and uh,
1: access them and stuff I got like you. that. I gotcha. I'm just, um, I'm just messing with you. So I, go. With <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes and no, because like
0: there still can be generators, but I'm just thinking of all the different vehicles and stuff that he probably could uh, wire wire his way into and stuff. And like for me, the best illustration for it is uh in the justice league movie um when he is in the uh i don't know what to refer to it but like the bat mech or whatever like Batman's giant mech that they use in that yeah. one uh, sewer fight scene i guess you would call it um the one he sits in the cockpit of that and out of his hands like come all these wires and stuff and he just kind of like wires into it i can just imagine him being able to do that with you know all sorts of things like different electronic doors, vehicles, like all sorts of stuff like that. So oh, okay. I just thought he'd be a really, you know, a really good person to have on your team.
1: Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Um, was that it? Does that? Did you have any more of that? Sorry.
0: No, I mean that's pretty much it. it was, I was just thinking like if you go with more of the Teen Titans uh, TV show cyborg personality. He also could provide a lot of comic relief, which would be cool, too. But, yeah, that's
1: pretty much it. <laughs> the Teen Titans Go version? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so where am I? Okay, my next one is um, The Mandalorian. Okay. And when I say The Mandalorian, I'm talking about The Mandalorian from uh, the show, not Boba Fett. Not, like, just a random Batman Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to... I, I really, I'm gonna feel. It's, I know it's. I'm pretty sure it's Din Djarin. I've only watched the episode one time when he revealed his name, so I apologize if I got that wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Dinjarin um, is the specific Mandalorian from the show. Uh, right. And I could probably just Google that right now, but I'm being lazy. Um, <laughs> the uh, but yeah, so the Mandalorian. Um, the reason I picked this is just this is this guy's a survivor, um, and he and he's one of those characters. It's. It's kind of like, ga- it's the gadget aspect. Um, he knows what he needs to do to survive. He knows what he needs to do to protect people. Um, he knows what he needs to do. He's got, you know, he has the gadgets. You know, like He's pulling stuff out of his suit, and he's got the rockets on his gun. He, on, on, he's got the flamethrower on his wrist. He's just, he's got all the stuff ready to go. Um, and he's got the quality armor to go into battle and stuff. So, um, yeah, I just think you'd be a good guy to have on your side in the event that the apocalypse happened. Um, yeah, and then maybe we could all just jump on the Razor Crest and take off anyway, so. um.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, all the combat they show in the the Mandalorian, like, there's just so much, like, you can just tell he'd be, like, a great addition to your team, and, like, like you said, he has that survivor mentality, and, uh, yeah, there's nothing I can say to argue against this pick, for sure, so. Right.
1: Um, Yeah, so, there we go. Mandalorian was my pick, so you're up
0: (laughs) okay cool so for my next one i chose uh magneto so magneto obviously like depending on the story and his motivations like sometimes he is more villainous but i think that's more in like the lens i think as far as i know that's almost always more in the lens of uh that's
1: actually not sorry i don't Uh, want to i
0: I was gonna say well well, like that's that's typically in the lens of like the civil rights issues between humans and mutants and stuff in the X-Men comics. But I know we have talked about on the show um, and you were talking about like before that you don't really view Magneto as a villain. Uh, I guess I kind of wanted to address that first and foremost, because I know like I mentioned, like I wouldn't trust Thanos if he was on my team, but I feel like if Magneto was on my team, he's somebody I could trust. But uh, yeah, yeah,
1: well, I mean, no, you know, what I was going to say, was, I don't think Magneto's that um, overpowered of a character. Um, even in a world where, like, I mean, Magneto could th- totally just thrive um, in, uh, in the world of uh, the apocalypse just because there's no one to hold him back, and the amount of metal that would just be, like, stuck in the ground or whatever, and, like you know, a horde of zombies is running at you and Magneto could just, like, grab, like, some sheet of metal that's in the ground and just lift it up and create a barrier for you guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's an no, aspect I, of that, like...
0: Exactly, or, like, you know, he could levitate, like, a huge amount of, like, little metal, like, shrapnel pieces and, like, go shoot them into, like, a crowd of zombies and, like... He'd be really handy as far as combat goes. Um, but he's, like... It's funny, like... I know you say, like, he's not an overpowered character, but I just feel like in comics and movies, like, I've seen him do ridiculously powerful things, <laughs> you know, oh. like, at the end of, Apoc- uh, like, the Apocalypse movie when he literally lifts the stadium up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and it was like, awesome. That kind of brings into arguments like movie version versus comic version, but uh, the reason I picked Magneto, besides, like, that he'd be really good for combat, is uh, he could be, like, a really good builder and, like, if you need like to if like like let's say you have a community in the zombie apocalypse and you need somebody who can build like a giant steel wall like really fast to protect you guys like he could do that and he's like I think like there's more uses for his power than just combat that could come like super in handy basically so
1: right yeah magneto's a really good pull I'm surprised that I'm like I'm kind of bummed that I didn't think of it so
0: <laughs> right well you are also tr- thinking a little <laughs> more real world too. Well,
1: Magneto, like I said, that's not too... I, yeah, lifting the baseball stadium was like... I mean, as cool as that was in the movie, that's. I don't really know if that's too overpowered, even in a real-world setting. Right. Just because it's not like... Again, he can't snap away the zombies, so it's not like... Um, you know, and Thanos needs the gauntlet to do that, by the way. Otherwise, it's just the dude fighting zombies. Yeah. So, um, So
0: like, how I assembled my list is there are specific roles that I really wanted, and, like... I thought of like the best character for certain roles. So like I wanted a doctor, and I wanted a tech person, and I wanted a builder, for example. So I figured, I thought of like the best characters I could for those that's, roles, I guess. So that's kind of how I made my list.
1: I was also looking at putting together a team of people that I know could work well together. So. Um, oh, that's
0: interesting, call.
1: That's kind of how I looked at it too. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if my team would get along at all. In that, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: um so my next pick is uh the master chief okay um i thought about this in the sense of he fights so if you know the halo franchise he deals with probably uh the worst zombie invasion on a galactic scale period probably worse than any other zombie invasion Um, when you just look at what zombies are in comparison to what the flood is, uh, because the flood is like the halo version of zombies, Um, the master chief really deals with them and like he knows how to survive. He knows how to deal with it. So like regular zombies, here's the guy that you know would have your back. Here's the guy that knows properly what to do with pretty much every situation. So, you know, and he's a guy that understands that some rules have to be broken. So even if you gave him an order, no matter what the order is, even if you were remotely second guessing yourself, he still knows the correct way to handle this, um, and he's willing to break rules to get the job done because he knows the ultimately, it's for saving mankind. So, nice. Yeah, just the mas- I couldn't think of anyone better because that was actually the first character I thought of when you gave me this idea. When you when you post the list last week, I was like, Master Chief. So, uh... <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, that's the best when you like have an an initial like thought like right away like, well I know this character is for sure gonna be on my list but right yeah um definitely I don't necessarily have anything to add to that um I know like like I have played like some Halo but you definitely know the story a lot better than me but uh yeah I mean I definitely think it's yeah a I mean big, so. <laughs> I mean
1: Halo Halo is ultimately. Uh, zombie invasion on a galactic scale, not just planet. So, um, yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, you're up, man.
0: Yeah, so my next pick is The Incredible Hulk.
1: Uh, So uh,
0: this is a character who... Obviously, could do like a ton in combat. Like he would be amazing, but
1: until he was, gets until he gets bit by a zombie, and then there's an incredible Hulk zombie. So
0: <laughs> I was thinking about this because when I picked this, I, w- I was like, you know, they probably have uh, a Mar- Marvel zombies version of the Hulk, and I, like I kind of want to research it because I don't know if the Hulk could get bit by a
1: zombie. Oh, that well. like I
0: feel like his skin would be too strong. Especially when it's like reanimated corpses that are attacking him. I feel like could the Hulk actually be bit? Oh, right. I mean, I don't know. Well, <laughs> like I guess if he's in like Bruce in like the form of Bruce Banner and he's like unsuspecting,
1: but Well, some some versions, some versions of depending on which who's telling the zombie story cuz it's not it it could be because some versions of the zombie story scratches count too, um, like they always like some like uh like Dawn of the Dead they bring up bites or scratches, uh, right? I think bites or scratches count on Walking Dead too. I just don't remember um if scratches counted, but I like we know bites for sure, um, but if scratches count, um, if the Hulk, I mean yeah he gets hulked out, but, um. If Bruce Banner got turned into a zombie, I wonder if the if the, if the zombie would actually turn or it would stay as Bruce Banner's zombie. Like be, okay. because he's so dead. There's actually a whole plethora of like, ways to look at this. Actually. Well, no, like if it was Bruce Banner that got bit by the zombie, would he actually turn into the into a zombie or would he like here? My my right. thinking is is would he just die and become Bruce Banner's zombie or would he be like God damn it, get pissed off and then he'd turn into the Hulk and then become a Hulk zombie? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I have no,
1: absolutely no idea. Am or, I... or could he be hulked out and then just on like a down moment, like he's just not like, you know, the the zombie like it's the it's that zombie that comes out of the woodwork that you didn't know was there and bites you, um, and the Hulk because he had his guard down, it broke the skin. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I still. Like, I have no idea. I. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's like very unlikely because i feel like okay so even if he's bruce banner and a zombie sneaks up behind him i feel like the instant he hears the zombie or he feels like it grabbed grab him or something to bite him like he's gonna hulk out right away and then his skin's gonna be impenetrable and that's kind of like how i was looking at it and like i (laughs) i feel like any way you look at it he's still a lot less likely to become a zombie than like most other characters (laughs) so um, (laughs) right but moving like back to why i picked uh the hulk specifically is like he would be great in combat obviously for a ton of reasons but i think he'd also be really good at like getting supplies because let's say you have your home base and you know that like three miles away there's like a walmart that you need supplies from well he could just like jump there (laughs) literally leap there grab whatever you need and jump back and like I was trying to think of a good character that could like gather things for your team and I think the Hulk is like a really good choice because of like speed and also like how how much he can leap and how much uh you know pounds he can lift um and then the other thing I was thinking of is just like uh Bruce Banner since he is a scientist um you know super intelligent i just think he'd be a good tactician to have on your team as well like yeah, yeah he'd be good for like different strategies and stuff like that so
1: right on all right that was it on the hulk right because i'm like yeah
0: <laughs> i mean we, we went on a huge tangent We no
1: i don't mind going on the tangent but my brain yeah. went my brain went shoot where are we at the list um right so this goes into my last pick of the night um and i'm surprised neither one of us has said this i was saving it to the end so i'm really curious as if you and I matched on this one, to be completely honest, but you said you went overpowered. So I'm expecting you to say famous. I guess with the I just super powered,
0: not, okay. I guess overpowered.
1: I <laughs> um, so my last pick is Batman. Okay. Um, and I know that's a surprise, surprise, drew pick Batman. Um, but the, uh, the thing about Batman is, is I was looking at, I took a quick look back on my shelf at the history. Um, Batman's dealt with a contagion that just destroyed Gotham City, followed by an earthquake, which destroyed Gotham City, followed by, you know, you have uh, how Bane Bane dealt with it. You had No Man's Land, you had uh, the War Games uh, story arc, and then you run into the, the Zero Year, which was pretty much like literally the apocalypse in Gotham City, after all that other stuff happened. This is a guy that knows how to survive. And he knows how to do whatever it, whatever it takes to save anyone who's helping him or whatever the case may be. And when I was thinking about the Master Chief, I was like, who'd be a good... And I honestly think in a situation like this, I think Batman and the Master Chief would work well together in terms of getting the job done to protect humanity and all that nonsense. Um, so I, like I said, I was looking at my, my building my team and who's going to get along with each other for these reasons and like i have i have this very like gadgety team when you think about it batman master chief mandalorian black widow and then i throw in jack west who's basically an indiana jones guy so yeah <laughs> um i was just kind of looking at the history of batman going no this guy has dealt with like literally everything including the dc version of zombies so <laughs> here we go um yeah yeah it's
0: yeah. definitely a good pick there's like no way to argue against this one um The more realistic list I did, which is funny that I phrase it that way, but Batman did make my list on my more, like, real-world version, because, like, besides his fighting skills, besides all the gadgets and tech, he would probably be able to uh, supply for you, as well as a potential base, like, he's super intelligent, like, he would be an excellent, like, person tactics-wise, and, uh, I mean, yeah, just, like, really good fighter, like, all his martial arts experience, and, like, I mean... Batman is definitely like an awesome person to have on your team in the zombie apocalypse. So,
1: right, yeah. So yeah. I just and like I didn't. I'm like <laughs> when I put him on my list, I was like, people would laugh like, "Oh yeah, of course you're gonna put Batman on your list." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. There's there's reasons. He knows. You know when you see that that shot that picture of him from Zero Year on um on the motorcycle, no cape." Um, the sleeves of his uh, his batsuit ripped off, um, and he's got like the uh, and he's got the bow and arrow the st- or the bow and arrow strapped to his back, and like he's completely like apocalypsed out, ready to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or then you jump into, or then you jump into uh, Batman vs Superman the nightmare scene when it's literally the apocalypse because Darkseid came down and scorched the earth. And you yeah. have Batman with the goggles and the trench coat and like I mean he's he's apocalypsed out you know so that's a
0: that's a good pull, pull. I didn't even think of that sequence but that's awesome <laughs>
1: yeah so anyway um, that was my um, final pick for the night so
0: well no I was also thinking like it's a good final pick pick I feel like if the if the question was pick one person you can only pick one person to be on your zombie apocalypse team and they can't have superpowers i feel like batman is the best answer to that question so like i said (laughs) you can't really argue with this pick at all right um so my last pick is uh the darkness um the darkness character from the top cow comic um
1: the, this uh, is, a, a this little... is a character that does not get enough love, by the way. So go ahead.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So this is, um, you know, top, he's a Top Cow character. Um, top Cow is like a sub-publishing company under Image. Um, but he's a, uh, he's a, uh, so the character is Jackie Estacado, who is a, uh, he's a, he's a guy in a mob family. So he's, he grew up like in a family of organized crime, and he ends up getting these crazy supernatural powers And he ends up choosing to use those powers for good and ends up, uh, you know, fighting against the mob and stuff. But what's really cool about the darkness is the way his powers are shown, like manifested is, uh, it's almost like he fights against people with an army of like, uh, these like supernatural, like demons and monsters and stuff that just pop out of like the shadows and stuff in the night and like kill people. And it's, uh... In the comic, comic, it's explained as a power that um, you know, every generation or something, somebody's given this power, and some choose to use it for good, and some choose to use it for evil. But it's essentially explained as when you have it, you can literally do anything you want. Um, One of the characters in the comic described it as the force on crack, which I thought was really funny. But it's literally like you can do a million things with it, but the way it's depicted is by like, this army of demons that uh, the person who has the darkness controls. So um, basically what I picture with this character is somebody who, besides practical reasons of him being able to help out our team in like, a plethora of different ways, just combat-wise, he like alone could fight off an army of zombies with his power and i just imagine like him on the front lines like keeping any zombies away from our base with his army of like crazy demon monsters and uh besides that it would just be really cool to see so
1: (laughs) (laughs) right no, dude, that's, um, that's, that's awesome. That's probably
0: all I have to say about it. But. Yeah,
1: no, that's awesome. And like I said, that's a character that just doesn't get a lot of love. People don't really talk about the darkness, and he doesn't come up very often in conversation. Yeah, I but... feel
0: like he was really popular in the early 2000s, and uh, yeah, hasn't really been since. He's more of a throwback character, um, but I love those old uh, like image comics and stuff, so I definitely they, want to show him some love. So. They
1: did do a darkness video game um, yeah, a little yeah, while they... back that was actually pretty decent. I, I enjoyed it um at least i mean it was a first person shooter so it was just kind of a it was a cool take on the genre of that style of game so
0: yeah um so like what's funny is like i do think of the darkness first and foremost as a comic book and i always forget that there was a video game but there definitely was so (laughs) that's awesome right um
1: yeah all right so do you want to know what uh you want to know what next week uh, what we're gonna do next week? Yeah, yeah, let's let's All hear. Right. It. So I watch a lot of Star Wars on my lunch breaks on Disney Plus. Um, I just take my phone, pop it up, watch some Star Wars. So like, I'm watching Star Wars in this the entire series in like this really weird thirty minute chunks daily. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm catching some interesting things that like either like it'll be like a cool like I'll get to watch a couple dialogue sequences and I'm like wow I really never like focused on those lines of dialogue before or I'll actually or I'm actually catching some background stuff even on a tiny screen I'm like dude I didn't notice that before Uh, maybe it's just because it's really tightly condensed and my eyes don't have to wander on a big screen, (laughs) Um, but uh, so I'm watching Star Wars and I thought to myself we're at a point where until so because of everything shut down with the quarantine and we are in the mo- we're in we're currently in the gap of Star Wars movies. Um they're not going to be adding anything to the franchise for a while. So I thought it'd be really cool. This is a perfect opportunity to do our favorite Star Wars characters. Okay. Since nice. we are done since we're technically for right now. I mean, they say we're done with the Skywalker saga, but we don't know what those next movies are going to be. So, um, because the Skywalker saga has come to a close, uh, with the last, with the rise of Skywalker, what are our, who are our favorite Star Wars characters? Um, so I just thought that'd be kind of a cool list to do. So
0: nice. Yeah. There's,
1: um, it's going to be, be a hard one and it's going to be a hard list to do. So, uh, think about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's um, going to be, I mean, there's of course a couple that popped to my head right away, but then I'm like. Oh, it's gonna be so hard to narrow it down, you know. And so.
1: that's and that's and that's where it's gonna make it hard. We're gonna even have a, a lengthy short list Is basically what's gonna happen, uh, because there's there's <laughs> right. characters that um, I really like that are background characters at best, and you're just like who, you know, yeah. like um, I'm expecting
0: you might have a couple that I don't even know.
1: So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a chance, but my honorable mentions will probably be the ones that you don't know so much as you know, because I have a feeling when you break it down to those final that top five. You know you're gonna run into the big names quicker than anything this, else. So
0: yeah, and this one's not gonna be in any particular order, still, right?
1: Yeah, no, this is not a ranked list. So okay, we, we the only we, ones we rank are years, which we haven't done a year in a while. So if you want to pull a year out, like just randomly, like yeah, hey, looks That could be that could be a fun lit fish. those are the only ones we rank. So, but I always I try know. and save the ones I want to talk about last. Uh, the the ones that I probably would put at the top of the list, I always save for last anyway. Um, I know I saved Batman for last, but it was literally Batman or Master Chief was going to get talked about last. I just couldn't decide. So, Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that's our uh, list for next week if you're down. Um, and then it'll be your pick after that, man. Um, so yeah, uh, with that being said, uh, this was a good show, man. So um, no you wanna you wanna close it out? or another that's another episode in the can. Just one more closer to that. Still,
0: I still wanna see this can. We keep all the shows in.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, well, it sits here on the floor. It looks um, it's it's shiny. Um, yeah. and I just at, we, we finish an episode and I just toss it in there, and then uh, Ryan does that. Ryan does the edits. <laughs>
0: Someday we'll uh, jettison it into space and hope that aliens find it or something
1: like that. That would be amazing. Could you you imagine if our show turned into, like, the podcast version of Galaxy Quest? (laughs) (laughs) And and there's an alien race out there listening to us going, what's this Master Chief they talked about? And what's the... (laughs) (laughs) And, like, they're (laughs) building, like...
0: It'd also be cool because if they abducted us, they wouldn't want us to like fight some intergalactic war. They'd just be like, "So we just want to ask you about nerdy stuff." <laughs> and like we have this really nerdy question we wanted to put, you know, run by you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um... All right, well, on that note, uh, let's bring this to a close. So if everyone would, uh, check out our website, top 5 uh, there You'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with our link to our email, top at gmail.com. Uh, you can interact with the show. Uh, hit us up on the email or hit us up on social media. Either way works. Um, we are on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Um, you can subscribe to us in those places, and if you do, you won't miss a single episode And you can also leave us a review. We love the five stars, but we also understand criticism because it makes us get better, and it makes the words we say feel important. Um, You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Peter?
0: Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at NinjaPierre, and that's where I will be live-tweeting Drew's viewing of Tiger King.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When the quarantine's (laughs) lifted, right? (laughs) um yeah stay home you don't want to well we could video we could video chat that one i guess um all right dude well in that case um yeah so let's bring that to a close so everyone have a good night thanks for listening for the top five report i'm drew and we'll see you next week thanks have a good night